Welcome to another episode of the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3. I'm joined by Coach Wake Up, Coach Natty T, and the real Coach K. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was very festive. To <laughs> Don't ever pop up on screen like that. You better not, man. <laughs> oh, you talking about me? That's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look like you're looking down somebody's chimney as we speak. I am, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We've only done this show a couple of times, but when you say the real Coach K, that just sounds good. Like, that definitely oh, is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. official, right? That's, that's like, that official. sounds good. You might Someone as well do that as your IG handle, bro. You might as well only where I can be. <laughs> I might actually do that. Might actually do that. As usual, we got a jam-packed show for everyone out there. Uh, so we're going to start with soccer. We had a lot of uh, a really good week of soccer, especially if you're from Ohio, especially if you're from Columbus, like all of us are. And so we're going to have Coach Natty T kind of break us out here. What are your takeaways from this week as far as soccer is concerned? Well, first, before I get into that, because um, there was some news, non-soccer news uh, yesterday that I saw, I thought it was a pretty big deal with Major League Baseball, because uh, they're finally recognizing the Negro League as part of Major League Baseball. So essentially what that means, all the stats and all of that are going to officially be recognized by Major League Baseball. So that's a huge deal. Um, so wanted to give a big shout out to the MLB. About daggone time. About that. About time. (laughs) So a lot of those places are no longer here to hit the seat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, but at least their families can be able to celebrate that. So yeah, but no, that is sad that they're not going to be able to really see it. But um, but yeah, so I wanted to give a huge shout out on that because that's fantastic. Um, All right, so my two big takeaways this week for soccer kind of continuation from last week with champions league they did the draw for the uh knockout stages which will start in february um so basically there's four big or three big matchups that's coming up as y'all can see the first three episodes i wear my psg jersey strong but (laughs) psg they're playing barcelona which is pretty big because those are two just giant clubs uh, playing against each other. And then you have uh, Messi who plays for Barcelona. Everybody thinks he's going to leave. PSG thinks, or Mm. a lot of people think PSG is going to be his destination um, next season. So it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. PSG is a slight favorite right now, but they're both not playing as well as they should be. So that'll be interesting to see Um, the next matchup. Uh, Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid. Um, that'll be a very interesting matchup as well. Uh, Atletico kind of plays a very, uh, it's not pretty, but they're very effective in what they do. And Chelsea is kind of more of an offensive type team. They got a lot of younger players. So it was an interesting clash of styles there. Um, and then RB Leipzig, which is a German club, is playing against Liverpool, which is an English club. Many of you don't know, LeBron James has a small ownership stake in Liverpool. Um, They won the Champions League two years ago. They won the English Premier League last year, so they're doing really well. Um, RB Leipzig is a very young team, very energetic. Um, They kind of play like, best way I can describe it, if you guys remember the uh, Shaka Hislops team, 
um, at VCU in the NCAA tournament a few years ago where they just yes. kind of went all out. Yeah, that's how RB Leipzig plays from a soccer perspective. Oh. So they're very, very interesting to watch. Um, so Liverpool will definitely have their hands full um, in that game. So all the other matchups, not that they're not that great, but they kind of have a pretty much a mammoth team versus kind of like an okay team. So I expect the big name teams to really pull through um, in those matchups starting up in February. So it's on CBS Sports or CBS Sports Network. So um, if you have a, have, a, have a subscription, that's the way you'll be able to watch the game. But um, second big reaction, MLS Cup, obviously last week, uh, Columbus Crew was able to pull that one out. Yeah, yeah. I did pick the Seattle Sounders because I thought somehow they just end up winning these games and it's very ugly. But watching the game, Columbus Crew went up 2-0. Um, very solid goals. They played well. They always play well at home. Um, and the second half was very interesting. I know, James, you were watching it a little bit because yeah. Seattle had some chances that could have yeah. really tied it up, and they kind of squandered their chances. But um, Columbus Crew ended up scoring another goal and taking it home. So um, that was my reaction. It was pretty yeah. good. Uh, I wasn't surprised that they won. They, they really were the most solid, most complete team all season, I would say. Um, and then obviously kind of what we talked about last week with Columbus almost losing the team. It's just a nice story to kind of end the year in the MLS. So that's my soccer takeaways this week. Yes. Yeah. A a huge momentum boost for us keeping a team and and keeping Mm -hmm. it active and lively and and people just interested with you, coach Patty T. I I was worried in the second half. I was like, okay, I know or two, but there's at least, 15 game minutes left and I'm looking at we started losing control of the ball you know keeping it on on, on our end and I was like oh is what is what coach Natty said gonna be rearing its ugly head because they're getting a lot of shots on goal and it was like close misses they had four because Seattle have four I mean my opinion pretty easy chances I mean they just the luck ran out, but they had four easy chances that could go to score. So. They had a free kick, at least. I yeah. One free kick. They had a free corner kick, kick, two corner kicks, and then there was one through the run of play. I don't know what that guy was doing. But, yeah. 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 But, um, but, yeah, that's what happens. We'll see what happens next year. But, um, but yeah, but that's good. It's a good story for the Columbus crew. So Absolutely good. Absolutely. We're all proud of the crew. Uh, and it's not a lot of sports going on. So we, we, we finished up Major League Soccer. Uh, but we still have some college football left. And it's been an absolutely crazy season. Games getting canceled here and there. Rules getting changed to, to you know, see if, if teams are still able to get in because people are like, there's not enough games. Uh, they get to a conference championship for people to get into the, um, the, 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 the top four teams, the, the college football playoff. And a lot of that was focused on OSU uh, with the Michigan game being canceled. Uh, and so they're going to be playing Northwestern. Uh, and if everything pans out like it's supposed to, or like people are projecting, then OSU will uh, going to be represented in the top four. So, you know, and, and we'll, we'll start with you, uh, Coach Nighty, again on the on the college football. Who's going to make the playoff, and who's going to win it all? Well, um, Alabama, and I have it. This is what my final four in order: Alabama number one, Clemson number two. Ohio State number three. And I actually have Notre Dame four. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, so Notre Dame and Clemson actually play in the ACC championship game. I think Clemson will win. I think it's going to be a pretty close game like it was earlier this year. Um, and because it will be a close game, that's why I have Notre Dame edging out Texas A&M, who's in that fifth spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have them edging Texas A&M out just because uh, I think the ACC championship game is going to be a pretty back and forth, down to the wire, you know, possibly overtime type of game. So I think that'll be good enough for them to at least get into uh, the final four. Mm-hmm. From there, so essentially it would be Alabama versus Notre Dame and then Clemson versus Ohio State. That's how it ends up going. Have Alabama beat Notre Dame and then I have Clemson squeezing out over Ohio State. And then my winner would be Alabama right now. I think they get revenge on Clemson. I think their Clemson's defense isn't as strong as it was in years past. Right. Even Trevor Lawrence is a reason. Yeah, yeah, they're all in the NFL basically. So still very solid. But I think Alabama's been the most consistent and complete team um, the whole college football season. So that's how I'm going with Alabama. Man, like you pretty much cheated off on my paper. I don't know how you saw <laughs> that all the way from DC, but I, I pretty much had the same thing. And I, and I, I give Notre Dame a really good shot at uh, winning tomorrow. Though. Mm-hmm. And so if Notre Dame does win, then I have the two and four spot flipped. Right, yeah. Well, that's yeah, essentially that, that, would, that would happen. That would happen there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, OSU has a lot of trouble. <laughs> and this hurts, you know, living in Ohio, um, supporting the Buckeyes. I think this they have a lot of trouble against some of the top-tier teams in other conferences. Uh, and so with that, Clemson being one of them, you know, they played not too long ago. Clemson won that as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't see the defense slowing Trevor Lawrence down at all, but I do see Clemson possibly slowing down Justin Fields and the Buckeyes on, on offense a little bit enough to get a victory. Uh, perhaps uh, I, I see this being a less than a seven point game, of course, but I think I. Uh, see them doing that. And Alabama is just tough to mess with. I mean, they were able to keep rolling even without Coach Saban on the sidelines. I think they just have a very well-polished organization. And, you know, they're hungry. I see them I see them winning and again, again, like you said, uh, avenging their loss a uh, few years back against Clemson. So, yep. Coach K, who are your top four? Any differences? Um, I mean, not really any differences. I guess if anybody didn't make it – it's hard for me to say because, like, it's been such a weird year. And, like, Ohio State's only played five games. Not to say that Northwestern could end up beating them, but, I mean, I got something interesting to think about Northwestern. They're 10-1. and one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if they uh, they, they've been pretty tough. If Indiana's book, they might have a chance. Indiana's yeah. played Ohio State the best this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think you're I think you're onto something that they if they are able to model that in any way, shape, or form and capitalize mm-hmm. on, on their running game, they might have a chance for an upset. They might, yeah. they might mm-hmm. sure. Um I would uh I guess what I'd like to see happen is Notre Dame win it all. Cause um outside outside of OSU, I do like Notre Dame. Um uh it's just um you know, football history right there. So that's 
Uh, but I hate to say it, but Alabama's probably going to walk away with it all at the end of the day when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to bet against Alabama. But I agree with yeah. that. I think college football is better when Notre Dame is better. It's oh, yeah, for sure. That it just makes mm-hmm. them more better when they're better. Yeah. So we're yeah, going to we'll move see. forward. We'll see. We'll see. We have a lot to unravel. I can't mm-hmm. stand Ohio State, but y'all know how <laughs> Natty, we need to have like Bruh. an intervention episode with no. you and then some of the Ohio teams. Nah, Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you, Natty. Nope. Yeah. Man. Don't blame hey, the team. Blame the fans. The, the fans are nauseating. You can blame the fans. Oh, it's the, but... it's, it's, the hey, fan, it's the fans for sure. Like, look, I'm yeah. not like y'all don't get like how many point how many points do y'all get for beating high school teams? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like y'all play the Washington Generals every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I, I think well we'll we'll get into this a little bit next, but we should we probably should have a separate episode on my issues with Ohio, period. But we will. <laughs> but but my thing is, and even just with the whole NCAA and college football scenario, right? Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati's undefeated. Yes, and I know their schedule isn't as tough as the top tier teams, but their RPI and that, and for those that don't know, that's just your strength of schedule essentially. Mm-hmm. They have a top thirty RPI in all of college football. Yeah. Undefeated. And like, they have no chance of being in there and they're undefeated and they've played 11 games. So why even play then? If like you can win all your games with a right. tough schedule and right. still not get. And still not even get a so <laughs> Right. And then Ohio State, they changed the rule for Ohio State to get in. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a separate. We need to have a separate conversation. I mean, we saw how we saw how good Ohio State was that last year, but I don't. I'm not getting into a big debate about it. I think what what needs to happen is they need to make the playoffs eight teams. I mean, I know having that would probably. I don't know. It's it's probably it seems like a pipe dream, but I think that would help squash a lot of this beef. You know, if you have the top eight teams, I mean, all you gotta do is get rid of the preseason games, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that, that has been a huge topic of conversation, Coach K. Yeah. And it may not be as far fetched as you think. I think there's some serious consideration going around it, especially if the NCAA is able to monetize it. And mm-hmm. it's a looking at what that uh, involves the TV contracts that I could be involved in. Uh, but I, I think just, and I'm not saying all to be just to be fair, but if you're like if you're going to give them a top 30 strength of schedule, and you being everyone in front of them, they should at least have an opportunity. To, well, to the problem the problem or, is uh, the problem is are these top teams? They don't want to play. They don't want to open it up to these other teams because again, in a one game scenario, anything can happen, and especially yeah. on a neutral field, yeah, anything can happen. And then the other thing is like like a Cincinnati, right? Like, if I, like if you're Ohio State, you the big bad Ohio State. Why don't you come down to Cincinnati and play them at Cincinnati? They don't want they don't want to play them because they know any one game scenario, anything can happen. They don't want to play them. Yeah, so, no, no, that's just what what we already we already beat Cincinnati though. No, true. I'm not. I'm I'm not saying that they didn't beat them. I'm just saying usually when you put somebody on the schedule, and check any other school, right? When you play mm-hmm. a team. Like when Cincinnati goes to Ohio State, usually next year, okay, Ohio State goes to Cincinnati. They never go to Cincinnati. Never. 
<laughs> man, you back at Ohio State. If yeah. you Ohio State, like, all right, pick the place. We'll go. We'll beat you down and move on to the next thing. Like, you know, all right, let's move on. But nah, they don't want to play him. Why is that? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, let's move on. Because I have I, another I, a whole episode. About that, I think. <laughs> man, no, I think that's come on, man. That's that's good. Good. I'm about to. I'm about to log off the podcast. Man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just signing off. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get to the meat of our episode, which, of course, is the continuous NBA drama mm. that circulates the news every day, never a boring day in the, in the NBA. And so we have a lot to talk about here. Some stuff even popped up within the last day or so. Um, but just just what are your thoughts? And we'll start with Coach Wake Up. Uh, LiAngelo Ball gets cut from the Pistons. Uh, but that still means that all three Ball brothers – made it to the NBA and maybe LiAngelo gets another opportunity down the road. We'll see. So kind of looking at all the hate LeVar received over the last few years and things, you know, does this, should this change people's perspective of how they feel about LeVar Ball and his relationships with his son? It's not going to, because people don't like LeVar, LeVar Ball. People don't like a, a confident outspoken black man on these platforms, you know, hyping up his sons. He's supposed to say that his sons are the greatest. He's supposed to, you know, and then even that, like I watch enough wrestling to know that (laughs) when he says he can beat Michael Jordan, he's supposed to say that for one, but two, you're not supposed to really get mad at it. Cause it's not like he's, he's blowing it up. He's, he's, he's trumping it up because he knows that these comments will just put more focus on the brand, his sons or whatever. Um, did he go a little too hard? Maybe, but I don't necessarily fault him for doing that because at the end of the day, all, th- all three of his sons were in the league. Granted, I don't know why, you know, the Pistons need all the help they can get. So I don't know why they, <laughs> why they cut him. Maybe because they already have eight forwards on an 11-man roster. <laughs> um, but two of your sons are top five picks. Yes. Like, and, and granted, he's not the only family to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's other brother teams in the league. I'm trying to think of another group. Somebody help me out. The Holidays. The Holidays. The Holidays. Yes. Yes. You know? Like, it's not to say that they were the first, but just the fact that they did it, like, that's a big deal. When, when, uh, When Peyton and Eli were both in the league, like, it was, it was a big deal, but, like, people weren't, people weren't, like, smashing on Archie now granted Archie wasn't like you know poking his chest out but but it's a good sign that that they I got it he he trained his children up in this way and that's where they ended up man that's that's amazing like forget how he got there like the man got there and I I just I respect it to no end and to see the way that I mean grand is preseason but to see how his son is playing um, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I think the, and not to get ahead of the conversation, but I feel like the Hornets are going to be a league pass team, um, mm-hmm. where they're not going to, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. And I know ESPN has fun to watch. Like, no, no, no. Legitimately like fun to watch. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Lamelo's looking pretty good. He is. He is. He's in a perfect, he's in a perfect system where he can just go out and just, now I'm curious to know how many minutes he's going to get when the season starts, mm-hmm. you know, they'll let him, they'll let him run rough shot in the preseason. But like once those games start, you know, 
um, what, you know, what are they going to look like? Because I'm I'm going to pull up that Charlotte Hornets roster while you guys talk. So what do they have to lose? Yeah. Like yeah, they I think they're going to really hand have... them the keys, honestly, because, I mean, they, they kind of need a star, a, yeah. you know, something. So I, I think they're actually going to let them play. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. they need to. They just need to let him go ahead. And that's the only way he's going to really develop. Because last time we talked about the Hornets, we talked about uh, – I mentioned their roster looked like a boy band lineup. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these dudes. Yeah, Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, Cody Zeller, Biombo. Like, there's space for him. Devontae yeah. Graham. Like, let, let him in. So, would, would LaMelo and Gordon Hayward be their backcourt? Probably. Um Unless if you're going to go small, like small ball, like and put him and Rozier back there at, at the backcourt and then put Hayward at like your small forward, maybe. I mean, I don't I don't know, but that could work. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would think they'll probably be Hayward and uh, and and ball in the backcourt. I mean, you're not going to be competitive, so you might as well sell tickets in the process and make. Yeah. It so, yeah. Especially on. now. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Kind of like a just a pickup basketball roster, like none of that makes sense at all. <laughs> it's a transition, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Facts, facts, yeah. facts. Uh, so we're gonna go into some team um, projections. Uh, so we'll keep this short this time. We have a lot of time, but we want this is our last uh, major episode before the holidays. So we wanted to kind of set you up with. Uh, what's going to happen? Uh, start of the season and some Christmas Day matchups. So we'll start. First, with just overall prediction. Uh, so we'll take just a couple teams here, and we can do a couple teams each time and just kind of break them down for you. Uh, so we're going to start with Coach K. Uh, how do you feel? What are your projections on the Brooklyn Nets this coming year? Mm. Brooklyn Nets, I think they're going to be a top three team in the East. Um, I mean, I'm trying to see top two. Um, I think I think Miami's going to be in that mix. Um, obviously Philly. Uh, I I guess I guess for me, like I I just want to see how they're going to mix, mm-hmm. and if they can if they can actually pull something off to uh to get um Harden. I mean, I, I have no doubt that Kyrie – I mean, I have no doubt that uh, KD is going to show up. Um, I feel like he has something to prove this season, mm-hmm. uh, that he has something left. Um, and and they, have a, they have a great team. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I guess my question would be is just kind of like where does Kyrie fit into the mix? Um, and does – I think – I think. Well, I, however, I do think for this team to be successful, I think um, KD is going to have to – kind of become like the team leader that I think he should have been in OKC. Um, he's not going to be able to, uh, he's not going to be able to, um, you know, pass the buck, um, quote unquote. I mean, I think the Warriors was kind of different. Like he could you just kind of fell in. And uh, I think that's that, that uh, just the, the culture of that team. But I mean, you have a new head coach, you got, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot to work through. I mean, we saw what happened with the the LA Clippers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's um, point. That's but point. I think I think they'll at least I think they'll at least be in the top three for sure. Okay, okay, Coach, wake up. 
What do you think of the Nets this year? I don't know. <laughs> you, know? you and Coach K had the same reaction. Like, <laughs> 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 no, I, I mean, co- top two is that's a really that's a really strong prediction. Um, I don't know if any other teams in the East, you know, built up enough to you know dethrone Miami. So I could see them. I could see them repeating. Um, but man, I mean, you got you got you got KD. KD's the greatest scorer in the NBA, um, potentially on his way to becoming one of the greatest scorers of all time. Just wherever wherever he wants, whatever he wants. I still can't believe the way he did LeBron in that finals. Like just, 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 I've never seen anybody destroy LeBron. Like I've seen people get over on him, but KD destroyed LeBron in the entire series. Yes. So that to me was like a passing of the torch per se, just from a basketball standpoint with LeBron still one of the greatest, you know, still one of the greatest, greatest of all time, like greatest in the league doing amazing. Um, But what KD did just like, to me, it was like, Oh no, 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 I'm here. Mm -hmm. And you pair him with, you know, Kyrie, who I'm like actually gaining a lot of respect for more and more for his off the court stuff. Um, Really appreciating, you know, I ain't got to talk to the media or, or when the pandemic was going on, Hey guys, we should pull our money together and start our own league. And the fact that people called him crazy was crazy in itself. But if we're just talking from a basketball perspective, I am curious to see what Steve Nash is going to do. I'm, I'm I'm certain he's a player's coach, Um, you know, and, I mean, their their roster that supports those two is all right, right? Yeah, they made some noise. Without, I said, you said yeah. it last week. They they made the playoffs without KD and Kyrie last year. Right? It was the East, but they were good enough to make true. the playoffs. It's a great Ridley, point. Karis LeVert, you know, Allen. Like, you got some Karis. people that can play ball. Yeah, yes, people yeah. that can play ball. Yeah, and, and I guess that's the thing. It's like you just got to get there. Like in the East, you don't have to be as well-rounded as you do in the West. Um, so, you know, I, I could see them being a top three team, but I don't think – I will say I don't think that they're going to do what happened to the Clippers because there's no there's no Paul George. There's no Kawhi Leonard. You know, there are like – I think they were the reasons. Well, there's no Pat Beverly – you know what I'm saying like there's there's Absolutely. none of these players that are like flat out poking their chest out saying well I'm not gonna do this like you know hopefully they're creating a good basketball culture in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and the only thing that can stop them is them and there's not the pressure on them this is the last thing I'll say the pressure on the Clippers to dethrone the mighty Lakers was very strong mm-hmm. and they believe their own hype whereas the Nets the pressure is on Katie and Kyrie to do well, but nobody's expecting them to go all the way. So there's really not a whole lot of pressure. And I would really like to see a, a Brooklyn Miami finals, at least just based off of, you know, right now. Um, yeah. So be yeah, I got them like top three, like top three in the East. All right. Coach Natty T. Well, I, I, I could take it one step further. I actually, cause I was thinking about it. Uh, I have my top my playoff picks for the Eastern and Western Conference, one through eight. Right. Um, so for the Eastern Conference, Bucks number one. I have the Nets number two, Heat number three, 76ers four, Celtics five, Pacers six, 
Wizards 7, and Magic 8 mm. for the East. You got the you got the Bucks going one? I, I think they're a regular season team. Okay. 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 I'm rolling. I think I'm rolling. I think in a regular season, I think they'll do just fine. Mm-hmm. I have the Nets and the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, though. Mm, that would be <laughs> but I think the I'm Bucks rolling. will be. I think they'll be the number one seed because again, I think during the regular season they do well. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. Western or um, well, I'll go to my Western Conference. So. At the Nuggets, number one. Actually, Ooh. have the Mavericks, number two. Ooh. I have. Ping, 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 ping. I have, I have Lakers, three. Okay. I have Clippers, four. Jazz, five. Sun, six. Um, Trailblazers, seven. And. This one, it depends on what happens with James Harden, but I have Rockets eight. Mm. Yeah, based off of what I saw, what I've seen in the preseason, I definitely got the Suns making the playoffs. They look really, really good and not preseason good. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I know I have some uh, surprising picks in there. I have, for the Western Conference, I have the Lakers three. I think uh, kind of piggybacking off what, uh, me and coach uh, JP3 talked about last week I think they may have a slower start just because of because they had the extended uh, playing time in the bubble and the season just started up again um, I think they may have a slower start to the season so I, I think they may have some ground to make up a little bit record wise but I still have them in the Western Conference Finals and making it to the finals again. But again, I just think with the shortened offseason, they played longer in the bubble. It just may have some complications at the beginning of the season. So that's really why I have them three. I have the Mavericks two because maybe this will be another shock drop, but I have Luka actually win an MVP this year. Oh my gosh. That's why I have the Mavericks number two. Oh, oh, you heard it here first, y'all. Oh, oh, right here oh, on the coach's box. Luca for MVP oh. says Coach Natty T. As a, if you can stay healthy, <laughs> I, I, see, I see the I see the progression yeah. because he because he made All NBA last year, first team All NBA last year. I, I think if he can stay healthy, if Porzingis can stay healthy, I think they can get to that number two seed. I think he'll get MVP. Um, Piggybacking off what we talked about a little bit off air last week, Coach James, mm-hmm. I think right now, if you take obviously LeBron's the best player, obviously LeBron is the face. But, you know, God forbid he retired today. I think Luca, I think Giannis, and I think Zion. That's, 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 that's who the league is betting on right now. And if Zion doesn't pan out, I think you're going to see the, a very much of an international push with the NBA. And I think Luca and Giannis is at the face of that. And Giannis, obviously, he's back-to-back MVPs, but Luca, I, I think he's going to take a big leap this year. I like it. That's that's where I'm at. That's my prediction. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rolling. Man. 
That's a good one for us to think about, and you gave us a lot to chew on there. I was thinking about it this week. I was like, you know what? I'm a yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go all the way in, like because it's different, but it's not far fetched either. Like it's very, it's very. uh, This ain't an ESPN take. Like you actually make sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you're gonna get here on the coaches' box. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know. Every once in a while, Coach K will say something that's off. Awesome. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Look, 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 look. Nah, man, I'm trying to tell y'all. Don't sleep on Chicago this year. I'm sorry. Oh, first. And that concludes yeah. this week's episode of the Coach's <laughs> I'm about to meet all y'all I'm about to tune meet in. right now, Coach K. Co- <laughs> Who y'all got? Y'all got, you got Levine? The Kobe dude and Benny the Bull. We talked about this already. Man, that's man, look, man. I'm just I'm just telling you, man. I'm just marketing. Don't forget about marketing. He's nice. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to tell y'all like this year, and we and we got we got Billy. He's the coach this year. He you know, we seen what he can do in, in OKC. What did he do? What did he do? Now you wanna see <laughs> he got he got him to the playoffs, you know what I mean? But anyways. Is that him or Chris Paul? I don't know. I'm t- I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm telling y'all, people? man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. They got nobody. They got nobody. Look, I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you. Don't sleep on Chicago this year. Don't Mark sleep. my words. I yeah, put I money on Kenny. it too. That, that is faith. That is faith. In Kenny, I want to mm-hmm. take your money. I love you. T- I keep telling you, man. I love you. You're gonna be a broke brother. You're gonna be a broke brother. Nah. <laughs> hey, that's why I need that new job. <laughs> That's what I say, yeah. You get that new job, maybe we could talk. Yeah. You get that new job, I'm taking hey, everything. 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 <laughs> What's your pay bump? I need all of that. All of that. <laughs> Whatever that increase is, it's a wrap for you. You might, as well, you might as well cash out me every time you get paid. <laughs> Payment plan. Payment plan. <laughs> After pay. Fifty dollars. Let me give you my account Left number. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, tie it in the chat. Put the count number yeah, in the chat. Man. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just split oh, off a percentage or just go direct deposit in my joint. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. That's exactly what I was talking about. So we, okay. I, I'm, in the interest of time, what I'm going to do is um, we'll go with uh, just a couple more teams here. Now, you you talked about the Bucks, Coach Natty T. So, you know, I, I think you, you know where you stand on that. Uh, so, Coach, wake up. Where do you feel the Bucks are going to land this year? Do you think they're going to be number one, or you think they're going to have a slip up this year during the regular season? Mm. Um, no. If anything, I, I I agree with 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 uh, Coach Natty T. Just based off his assessment, not only are the Bucks a regular season team again, like I said last or two episodes ago, <laughs> they got Drew, and Drew is going to give them a nice boost. So you got Drew, you got Giannis. And you got um oh, what's the other dude's name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, a middle Chris Bledsoe. Middleton. Mm-hmm. You yeah, got Chris, Middleton. Yeah, and, you got Chris Middleton. Uh, yeah. Like they got it. Like they got a squad. They just needed something to take them over the hump. So it's not that they were trash. Um, it's not even that they were decent. They're a really good team. They just don't have those extra pieces. A KD, a Kyrie, you know, a superstar, also a veteran presence, like those other things that typically make up championship teams. Um, so I, I can see them in that top three mix, you know, I think because this season is going to be so weird, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised if something happened, if there was a, a freak injury. I mean, God forbid, but like, right. you know, just something happens. COVID takes somebody down, like, 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 like down, down, like they're out of it for a little bit. Um, or they, or they get it and they recover, but you know, because it's a respiratory disease, like they have trouble breathing or, you know, their wind isn't quite right. Like I could see something happening to somebody, not to necessarily say Milwaukee, but you know, there's always that, that space in there for something to happen. But I think they will be in the, in the mix with those top teams for sure, for sure, for sure. But they still don't have enough to get over the hump. I don't see them beating Miami or, um, or Brooklyn because, you know, like Gilbert Arena said recently, Giannis got to learn how to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that was you great. Know? So once he learns how to play basketball, I hope he takes that two hundred and twenty million and like hires some some basketball coaches to help him with his game. Because if he learns how to play basketball, he is unstoppable. It's a super rat. But until then, yeah, top three. Yeah, because I think mean, even just to add a little bit on the Bucks, I think with the Giannis come playoff time because of the shortened off season, I don't think he had enough time to progress his game enough to take them over that hump. So I, I think this playoff season, you're going to see more of the same what you saw from the last few seasons from him. So um, I just don't know if it's, you know, a few months for him to really develop the game that he needs to. Like maybe next off season, we can probably see. But this this year, I just, I don't think it's enough time. So, yeah. Agreed. I don't see it. Yeah. What you thinking, Coach K? Um, I kind of can you remember the year when the Atlanta Hawks were the top team in the Eastern Conference? I think weren't they like number two in um in the in the league? Um that's, like like ninety like ninety eight. No, it wasn't ninety eight. It was um it was I think I wanna say that uh that was that was the year um I think twenty sixteen LeBron's yeah, yeah, it was LeBron's first year back. Um, that's what oh, I'm kind of, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm kind of comparing the, uh, the Bucks to, I mean, they, I think they talented, but I still don't see, I don't see, I think they need like another player to kind of take them up over the hump and Drew Holiday's a nice addition, but I don't think it's going to get, get the job done. Um, like, like you guys were saying, just a regular season team. And I think this year, uh, I think people are going to start to kind of figure Giannis out. And so I, I don't, I don't expect Giannis. He didn't have enough time to elevate his game. I don't really see him uh, progressing his game any any further. So I mean, and I think that's that's what it is this year. So, so to wrap up these two teams, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit and say. Bucks, Nets, and Eastern Conference Finals. And I say that because I think Giannis will get it together by the time the playoffs roll around. Uh, I think they're good enough where he can experiment some in the regular season. And if he has, you know, the right people around him, he has committed that kind of um, distraction is behind the team in general. They know where they stand with their superstar. I think he'll be okay. Uh, I also see uh, the Nets rising up to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. The reason why I don't have the heat there is I don't 
believe that they will have enough um, to get out. I think they're the team that's going to be injury riddled. I think they're the team that's going to have some complications that pop up during the playoffs that prevent them from playing at their maximum potential. And because of that, they're going to get beat um, by one of those teams, wherever they end up playing, uh, depending on seeding. And, and that's why I think it's, Pat Riley has established an outstanding culture there. And I think they have a lot of talent, but I think their biggest window was winning last year. I think so for sometimes the teams like that, they have a very small window. And I think the Heat's window is, is really small right now to be at that championship level. They have a young talent, but that young talent is going to need some time before they're able to really put out some consistent basketball to take them to the Eastern Conference Finals year after year after year after year to be able to do that. So that's why I, I have those two teams. We're going to move over to the Western side of things. Uh, so Coach Wakeup, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, what side? Uh, start <laughs> this one. You and we're going to start with the Lakers. A lot of new faces for the Lakers. Uh, do you see that uh, having them maintain their first seed in the Western Conference like last year? Do you see them slipping a little bit? I, I don't think that they'll be the number one seed because I don't see LeBron playing a lot. I see LeBron chilling for at least until, shoot, February, March, something like that. Um, I see him. I see him taking a lot of games out, especially now that I believe the league uh, implemented some, uh, um, like they kind of loosened the reins on the on the load management. Um, I saw, so I, I don't see him playing a lot. And if LeBron's not playing a lot in his AD's team, um, they're still a really good team. But I don't think that they're, I don't think they're going to turn it on every night. And I don't even think the I don't even think it's going to be a thing where like other teams are, well this is our final I think teams are going to play hard against them but you know this season is so up in the air um, I I just see teams like just trying really hard to do their best but you know once the Lakers turn it on it's a wrap mm-hmm. it's a wrap so I don't see them taking the top seed um, but you know maybe if they're third and they're a few games back I can see LeBron playing the last few games to get them over the hump to get to the first seed. But if they're third seed or a second seed or something like that, and they're okay, um, they got a good matchup with the seventh and eighth or eighth seed. I think they'll be all right with that. Yeah. Cause they're thinking long-term definitely. Long absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Coach Natty T, what are you thinking about the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, I, I have them three. Um, already said some of my reasons before and I think and I agree with coach wake up because uh, again I think LeBron would be very or even not even just LeBron I think the Lakers would be selective in, in when they play him um, I think we talked about it last week I know the NBA is going to institute a like I think it's a hundred thousand dollar fine for you know resting players for marquee games uh, so I think you'll, oh, you'll see did I hear that so I heard that wrong yeah but oh. but to but but I do think you will see him play in those marquee games, but some of those other back-to-back games, you'll probably rest those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, um, so I, I think the Lakers are still the favorite. Um, they are a little bit different. They've lost some athleticism with the bigs that they had last year, um, but I think they gain in basketball IQ with Marcus Gasol. Um, obviously, you have Trez coming off the branch that gives you some energy there. And I do like uh, Schroeder. I like Wes Matthews. 
Um, I do like those additions there, especially with how the West is going with some of those other teams that you're going to have to play. I think you're going to need some good wing guard type of play to kind of maintain um, your elite level. Um, so I, I, I see, I still see the Lakers getting to the finals, um, Western conference finals and to the finals again this year. I just don't barring again, some, you know, potential COVID related issue or, you know, some unfortunate catastrophe of an injury of some sort. Uh, I just don't see, I don't see a team in the West beating them four times. So Coach K, I, so I, w- I would like two predictions from you because you're going to kick us off for the next team too. So I want your Lakers okay. predictions and then I want your Clipper predictions. <sighs> Coach K stressed. Man. <laughs> Coach K always stressed, man. We, we need to get you some therapy, dog. Uh, oh, man, God. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, man. He act like he owned the team, like bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> man, I've been in practice, and I just—I <laughs> mean, I mean, I, I, I think, I think, I think that this year uh, the Lakers are going to be able to put some points up with just some of the shooters that they have. And then, like uh, seeing this other guy, uh, Talon, like seeing what he's been doing in the preseason games has been immaculate. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hooping, man. Like, so I'm I'm trying to see like how he's going to fit into this new offense. I'm I'm really interested in seeing like who's going to be the uh, the Lakers' third man. Um, I could see I could see them um either ending like second or third place. I mean, just because you know, I mean, they already won a championship. They don't really have a reason to 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 kind of go all out. I see them trying to. Mostly, most of the season, like trying to see how their how their um, their new pieces kind of fit in with their offense. Um, I mean, that's and that's the biggest thing. They did lose. I mean, losing uh, Dwight Howard, I think, is going to hurt going to going to hurt them in the long run, especially. And um, but you know, adding Schroeder, um, I don't know. I just I want to see like I want to see like how some of the other guys develop. I mean, like KCP. Um, I mean, obviously they have Mark Gasol, but I don't really know how much is left of him. Um, Wes Matthews, obviously a solid pickup, Montrez Harrell. So definitely some things to look forward to there. Um, and I know this is, this is definitely a time for outlandish comments. Um, but (laughs) yeah, Natty ain't said nothing outlandish. No, I'm just saying for me. I'm just saying for me. Oh, that's but that's just your mo. Like that's just yeah, your lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, just I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could believe it or not. I I could see, I could see uh, the Clippers finishing, and they're actually going to be my my number one in the West this year. Okay. Um, I think I think this year, uh, despite what happened last year just despite uh pandemic p per se but uh i feel like he can pull it together for one season uh, <laughs> even though the- <laughs> give me one season I just just Please, give me just one, give season. Me one. <laughs> yeah yeah i really i really want to see the the lakers clippers matchup and i think this could sure. be the year for it um there's definitely uh it's gonna be a tough road i'll tell you that um 
they could I think they're either gonna finish number one or or like number three, something like somewhere in the top three. Um, but I think I think this could be a this could be very well be a, a um man, I can't even <laughs> I can't even think of dude's name, man. Uh yeah, Kawhi. I think this could be a Kawhi Leonard MVP. MVP. <laughs> How do you forget Kawhi? <laughs> I don't know, man. I have some... <laughs> But Co- Coach K, though, let me ask you a question, though. Sure, so go they got they got your favorite coach of all time coaching them. So how how do you yeah how do you, you know, really... perceive that working into the <laughs> situation with with the Clippers? We all know that he's not going to be the coach of that team. It's <laughs> oh, you say he gets replaced in the middle of the year. He gets. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he gets like sick or something, or vice versa. But somebody else is going to take over. I mean, there's enough. There's enough. <laughs> I mean, they got. They got Drew. I mean, they got Drew as the Drew's the assistant coach now, right? Yeah, Larry, Larry Drew. Larry Drew, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think I think that um I think there's enough experience on that team to to kind of help whatever whatever Tyler's shortcomings are as a head coach, like they can get by on that. Okay. So all right. <laughs> when he said and then can get it together for one season, it took me back. I don't know if y'all out there have seen the movie Rookie of the Year. Uh but when uh, when Henry Rowan Gardner is in his last game, the manager comes up to him, gets on his name, gets on his knees, and be like, "Please, kid, give me one game, one game. That's all I ask. One game." And he was like, "All right, yeah. this is the last time." That that's what I picture this conversation looking like between Ty Lue and Paul George. Just give me one season. You don't mess everything up. Yeah. I mean, I could yeah. I could see him having a revenge tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like Paul George is a terrible player. Like that's just something that social media. He's not. Prior to his injury, I, like he was on his way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but prior to his his leg injury, he was having an MVP caliber season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, OKC. Okay, so you even, know, no, even before that in, in Indiana, I thought it was in Indiana. Yeah. 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 Oh even yeah. yeah. But no, but that OKC season, I mean. He finished what third or fourth in MVP voting or whatever. So he was playing well. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I can see, I can see him having honestly. To my hot take for the week, and it kind of you know piggybacks off of what what Coach K just said. I'm not really worried about Paul George as much as I am worried about Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like he played amazing in Toronto and I don't know what happened between that season and these last two seasons, but something's off. Something just don't sit right with me about where he is. I think what happened was, I think they tried to let the the talent carry them instead of act. I mean, I think one of the biggest problems is Kawhi is going to do Kawhi. And then he tries to let the other team just kind of, the coach can like figure it out. Well, I mean, that's, Something's gonna have have to happen. I think he's gonna have to. I guess that's where the coach comes in. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. I might have to change my prediction. <laughs> no, <laughs> out of his own projection. 
No, nah, but um, I I think I think they'll they'll be able to pull it together. Um, I think Kawhi is gonna go out there and just and just be Kawhi, but um, the the rest of the team is gonna have to be able to put it together when it all when it's all said and done. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of buzz about the the favoritism going around. So, I mean, if Kawhi, I mean, if you, you want to show yeah, no. playing on time, you know, that'll be nice. If you want to practice hey. a little bit more with your team, that'll be nice. It, you know, and I think it's, it's all about in game adjustments too. And mm-hmm. is Kawhi that person that's going to be able to say, "Hey, this is what I'm seeing right now, and this is you know we need to switch this up a little bit because to give up a three one lead." Uh, when you have a big lead already, uh, points to lack of in-game adjustments. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is on the coach, Doc Rivers, you know, at, at the time. But also it's on the players. And you would think if you're a coach, if you have veteran players out there, you would think they would be able to figure it out themselves without you having to tell them all the time what to do. And I think we saw yeah. what happens when it's left up to, to them. Now, to your point, Coach K, if they can get that together, they might have something. They might. They might have a number one seed. They might have a strong shot at this championship, but a lot's left to be seen. Um, Coach, wake up. We didn't. We didn't get your predictions yet on the on the Clippers. So, what are you thinking? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. They'll be nah. I, you know, <laughs> like I, I've just never. I've never been. You know what it is. I, you know what. I don't like Pat Beverly. <laughs> I don't like I'm him. Surprised that is, that's your starting point guard. <laughs> I don't like him, through. and it's not and right and so right. I'm not gonna be a hater and just say I don't like your face. I don't like your attitude. Like he's not a very good basketball player. You know what I'm saying? So like, if that's your if that's your starting point guard, and you're talking about like running the offense through him, if he's taking the ball up the court and he's facilitating. He's not good at that. He's not no, good. No, he's not good at anything but making me upset. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't really see them like getting over the hump. They need a like they need a true point, you know? Um so you think it'll be top three seed in the West at least? Uh, maybe like four. four. Like I could see, you know, because I don't I see Denver having another good season. Um yeah. I see the Lakers doing well. And I see um I just had their names in my head. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dallas, yeah. You know, like, man, Nat- <laughs> coming out the coming out the bubble, I said, I said it. I told my father, I said, I said, Luke is gonna be the best player in the league in another two or three years. Mm. And the way and the way that they run the MVP race, the year that you're supposed to win it, you never win it. You win it the year after. For whatever reason, I saw it happen with Russ. I've seen it happen with LeBron. Like I, every year that you're supposed to win the the season MVP, they give it to whoever was supposed to win it the year before, and you get it the next year. So that's a reason why I could see Luca. As long as Luca plays really well, and 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 the 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 Mavericks get a good playoff spot, they could totally give it to him because I totally see the international push. When you think about what happened with them in China. Like they trying to get them good graces back overseas. So if we can't get China, then maybe we can build up Greece and we can build up Lithuania and some of these other European, you know, places where, you know, Dirk is riding off into the sunset and he is the perfect ambassador uh, in his his post NBA career. 
mm-hmm. um, to do interviews, shake hands and kiss babies and talk about how great basketball is and what it did for him and his family and why you should, why you should tune in and join us and, you know, join in what they're doing. I could totally see it, totally see it. And him being a former Maverick lends itself to people. Exactly. It's a torch, it's a torch passing, you know, it's, it's Snoop. It's different when Snoop Dogg says Kendrick Lamar is the future of the West coast. Yeah. Okay. If if Jay-Z says it, it doesn't mean as much because Jay-Z is from New York, but to have somebody who held the crown previously in that particular area, say it about somebody else who's coming up under him, it means more. You know what I'm saying? So I could totally see that connection just playing to the NBA's favor because they, they're they're looking, they're looking. LeBron's on his way out. LeBron is I'm telling LeBron's play, final play. He wants to he wants to win. I can see him wanting to three peat in LA. He wants to win all these years. Yeah. I think he wants to end on a high note. Let's end on a three peat or whatever. Let me get my son in the league. I don't have to play with him. He doesn't have to be on my team, but if I could just play at the same time and just get that off, yes. play that one season, I ride off into the sunset. The league knows this and the league is like, all right, who's, who's next? Kawhi doesn't have the personality for it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's your three. You got to look to the young guys. They want Giannis to do it, but Giannis has to get over the hump with Milwaukee. I think him signing with Milwaukee, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. That's oh, a- we are. We are. Okay. Cause that's a, cause that's an interesting, that's it. Actually, it's an interesting point. And I want to know what y'all think about that. Like, because I, you know, in our group chat, I thought he was gone, mm-hmm. but yeah, for, him to, for, for him to stay, for him to stay in Milwaukee is just very interesting. And I, and I want to know from you guys, why y'all think he stayed. The money. <laughs> I don't know. Unless, unless like somebody was sitting up somewhere with a crystal ball and showed, and show them winning the championship, you know, during his contract. Like, I really don't understand the move. I mean, I can't really see anybody because they already maxed out on um, uh, what's the name? Middleton. Yeah, they already maxed out on Middleton. So, like, I mean, I guess who else could they really bring in other than some like, you know, some B like maybe a B or C star to kind of, to kind of help them add to what they already have. I mean, yeah, they got it. Yeah. Uh, I guess it, it must be a, I'm guessing it must be like a culture thing. I mean, Giannis does seem kind of like a low key guy. Like he doesn't really need to be out in LA or like New York or, you know, like a bigger city. But I thought for me, I guess the push now would be to win a ring. And I just don't, I just don't really see how they're set up in the future to 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 get the job done. Um, I was actually kind of hoping that he would um, hope, hop to another team just to just to kind of like shake things up a little bit. I know that kind of go that goes against like what I typically stand for, but I don't know, like seeing Giannis end up with like, uh, um like a Miami heat or, or something like that. I thought, I thought that would be interesting to see just like a interesting, I mean, considering like just, just what, what's been happening lately. And then, you know, and then we see Harden, but then where's Harden going to go to? So I don't know. I think that's a good point. I, I look at it for two primary reasons and that, and my second reason is a twofold reason. <clears throat> I, yeah, I think 
definitely fi financially it, it's it speaks about generational wealth and that's something that he doesn't have to worry about i totally get that but i also think that it is a he actually cares about what people think and when you care about what people think it influences your decision making now lebron has been accused of this before but i think lebron uh, is not so far deep into that that he said, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I feel is best for my career, and I know I can go here and win and get these people to come in with me. I think Giannis is more like, you know, all my teammates gave me pins as birthday present because they want me to sign with them. I love my teammates. What does that say if I leave them? Uh, and then also, what does that say if I move to a bigger market? What type of target does that put on my back? Because right now he's not under a, a huge amount of pressure because he's in Milwaukee. You go to a higher market team, people see you more, their expectations increase of you. And if he's not totally sold on his love, his game, his level of, of, of game, then he's not going to make that move yet. Because he's like, okay, if I can get five years, I want to be loyal to this because I care about what the city thinks about me. I care about what my teammates think about me. And I'm not ready for that big market yet. Uh, so I can be more comfortable here in Milwaukee than if I were to go to an LA or, or something like that. That is my, my take, what I think was going through his mind. Coach Natty T, what are you thinking? Well, um, I think part, partially financially, I mean, obviously, um, I, I think either way he would have made his money either way if he signed a one-year deal and went somewhere else. Um, so I don't know if that's as high as the factor. I think it's kind of an easy cop-out, if you will, from his perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly hope it, it means – he's acknowledging the flaws in his game mm -hmm. and he's saying I need to fix my game first before you know thinking about jumping on another team because realistically if he went to Miami he went to the Lakers he went to the Warriors you would still have the same problem mm -hmm. That's not an automatic win. I, I'm hoping it means that he took a real look at his game and said, you know what? I can sit here and try to blame Chris Middleton or say, you know, we don't have enough help and this, that, and the third. But if you really look at the tape the last two years, all these teams did was just put a wall up, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. around the free throw line. That's all they did. And they said, all right, Giannis, shoot the ball consistently. He couldn't do it. Okay, Giannis, take me off the dribble. He can't do it. <laughs> okay, Giannis, create your own shot in the clutch right now. You guys are down a bucket. You need a shot. Please, Giannis, see if you can get a basket. He can't do it. And I, I'm hoping it means he took a real look at his game and was like, you know what? I need to improve. I'm the two-time MVP, which is great. But in the regular season, yeah, I can just outrun everybody and be athletic and all of that and just have that dog mentality 
and you know we'll win games and my stats will be there but come playoff time that's all the teams did they didn't do anything special it wasn't the jordan rules they just said okay we're just gonna put a wall up at the free throw line and see what you do mm-hmm. and he couldn't he, he couldn't break it down so um to i think everyone's support and i think um, to gilbert arena's point on on club shay shay he has to learn how to play basketball i mean it's, it comes down to that like it, it may be that it may have sounded like a like a like an insult or kind of like a dumb statement, but in reality, like he has to learn how to play basketball. Like that's what it is. And he, he doesn't have to keys without knowing how to play basketball. That's just right. how good he is. That's, that's how much how good he is. Right, right. I mean, he has to really learn the ins and outs of how to play basketball because you can't just euro step your way to a championship. It's not going to work. You yeah. can. Because even like the first year when they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, yeah, you can maybe get there depending on the the seeding and the matchups. Because some teams just manage not have enough firepower. But mm-hmm. again, especially this year, and and with how you know the tide seems to turn every year in the NBA, like you got the Nets. Like who knows? They may get James Harden too. Like you're not beating them with Giannis not knowing how to play basketball. It's not going to happen. So. Because, I mean, not to say that he would have a game like Kevin Durant, but I just pick him because they're kind of not necessarily similar builds in terms of their, their muscle tone, but just being long and lanky, right? Mm-hmm. Look at KD. I mean, offensively, what are you going to do to stop him? Dude, he can, get, he can get to anywhere on the court, and he's not even super athletic. That's why, and to Coach Wakeup's point, I, I, I think he's going to be great. Um, you know, with the Achilles, I don't worry about it as much because he's not like a Giannis type player. His game is based on skills, mm-hmm. basketball skills. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get it at the elbow, two dribbles, pull up. Mm-hmm. One dribble, pull up. I'm Catch it, turn around, hezzy, mm-hmm. pull up. Yep. Oh, pump fake, now I'm going to go to the basket. Like, it's very like, textbook basketball moves that he does right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Giannis can't do that so I'm, I'm hoping he can add some of that to his game and, and to me him signing that five-year extension I'm hoping it means he's like look I need to really expand my skill set in order for us to go anywhere because again he, if he goes to Miami he goes to Golden State he goes to the Lakers he's still just going to be the same guy they're going to, at the end of the game in the playoffs, they're going to have to end up going away from Giannis because he can't bring you anything mm-hmm. heel-wise. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's what it means. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. We'll, we'll see. We got, a, we got a great season ahead of us. Uh, and so with that, um, our last part here we'll do is we'll kind of run down the, the Christmas lineup. And so we haven't, uh, oh, one of the last parts was our Christmas lineup. So, and we talked about the teams and some of the, our expectations for those teams, but the NBA does a really good job of creating a, um, a wonderful experience around Christmas where there's games all day long and really strong matchups. And so we have a, you know, this, this one is no exception uh, at, at all. And so this is, this is going to be our last show before Christmas. We thought we'd give you a little present here on behalf of the coaches box. And that's our analysis on the Christmas day lineups. So the first game, is the, the Pelicans and Heat. Uh, so I guess we'll go just go quickly of, you know, who do you think wins and why? 
you know, just briefly, who do you think wins and why? Uh, Coach K, we'll start with you. You know, Pelicans, Heat, who wins? Why? I say the Heat um, just because I think they're going to – I think they're going to continue off the momentum they had, uh, just make it into the finals and just kind of just start off strong and, and, and probably just have a good season. Yeah, so they, they, they're probably hungry, something to prove. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I can see that. Coach, wake up. Pelicans or Heat? Uh, I got the Heat. I think that's pretty clear. Um, I, I, I love the way Zion looks. Just I mean, just in terms of physically, like he is clearly not been eating gumbo in the offseason. Um, he looks really <laughs> good. So I'm expecting him to he – has, he has an opportunity to have a really good season. But I think, I think Miami is focused. They still got their momentum coming off the finals. Uh, still an excellent performance. Like, you know, no shame in losing to those Lakers. Um, I think Miami takes it. Mm-hmm. Coach Nighty T. I actually got the Pelicans. Um, hot take. No, I mean, just for this particular game, because um, I, I think their young legs, I think they're going to run a lot. And again, I think with the Heat playing through the finals, um, I think they may have a just a little bit of a slower start. So um, I just think the Pelicans with the young legs, I, I think they'll come out pretty aggressive and, and end up winning that game. I, I used your philosophy and came up with a, a slightly different result. I, ha- I have the heat um, by five points or less for that reason. They, they're not out there. They're going to be able to blow the Pelicans out because they're not going to be able to keep up with them. But I think they have enough defensive intensity uh, to challenge when you look at losing Drew Holiday. You don't have a lot of, rich additions to generate much offense. Uh, and Zion, I think, is going to have a, a, a great game. But, but, you know, but I don't think it's going to be enough uh, to match completely up with the Heat, uh, even though they're going to be a little sluggish. Uh, so I have the, the Heat by less than five, uh, by five or less, I mean. Uh, so we have Warriors-Bucks. Uh, so Steph Curry, uh, <laughs> I thought about you, Coach Natty T, when they announced this today. The GMs rated Steph Curry as the top point guard in the NBA still, though it's by far less than it was last year. I think he was at about 90% last year. Mm. He's at like 22% from the GMs this year. Uh, do you see? <laughs> yeah, so this is a big drop-off. That's a big drop-off there. Uh, who do you have, Coach Natty T? We'll start with you. Warriors or Bucks? Bucks. Mm, that's I don't again I, I gave my hot take last week I don't I, I don't see it from the Warriors I, I don't think they have the depth um, and then obviously with Clay out um, that's a big loss so um, I think stuff will probably have a fairly decent game but I got the Bucks. I think they're just better overall um, Giannis will be coming out very angry so I think they'll win the game pretty pretty easily actually mm-hmm Coach, wake up. Warriors or Bucks? Bucks for sure. Every every prediction or expectation that I have for the Warriors now that Clay is out is gone. Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, I, I got Bucks pretty clearly. Okay. Coach K? It'd be pretty crazy to say the Warriors, wouldn't it? So you're gonna say it? Is that what you? That what you're saying? No, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more common sense than that. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what Giannis does this year. Um, uh, I'm not. I guess on on paper it would sound better if Clay was Clay wasn't hurt. So I mean, pray to God he's he'll be able to have a I don't know just come back from just like this two years of straight setbacks. So it's such um, a big but, disappointment, man. It I is, man. Really, I, I, I mean, man. out of yeah, I was really I'm looking worried. forward to see how. Just adding them to yeah. the mix, how how yeah. that would have looked, you know, with the Lakers and the Clippers, mm-hmm. and I mean, it really would have been nice to see if Clay was healthy. Like how yeah. it'll turn out. It's really a bummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. super. So I'm I'm going to be that one person. I'm going to be that one person. The Warriors, to Coach Natty's team's point, last week probably don't even make the playoffs, but they get the best of the Bucks in this game. And I think part of this is nationally televised game on Christmas Day. Steph Curry hears everything that people are saying about him and the expectations for the team. But going back to what we just talked about in Giannis's development, the Warriors still have enough people to make Giannis have to think a lot about what he's going to do offensively. And even though he might have some good numbers, I don't think it's going to be enough to get him over the top. Uh, and let's not forget about, you know, Russell uh, having Wiseman as a big body. Draymond Green still going to be there, even though, you know, we have a love-hate relationship with Draymond Green. He's still a valuable asset. Uh, I think that this is – Curry is going to have some signature games this year, even though it may re- not result in overall team sure. success. I think this is one of them. I think they get the best of the Bucks on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm Go ahead. Oh, just, out of, just out of curiosity, like how does Andrew Wiggins fit into this lineup? Is he well he's he's just inconsistent. That's his biggest issue. Mm. He has, I mean, he has the at least athletic talent, but he's just inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean to, to James though, I think he could be fair. I think with Wiseman though, <laughs> typically big men take longer to implement into the league. Mm-hmm. And I think even with a shorter off season, I think he'll struggle more struggle a little bit. than what you may think. Yeah, that's just. I mean, I, I think he may struggle more than what you may think, just yeah. because it's even a shorter off season than what it was. So I mean, but we'll see. But I mean, you know, they could go off. You never know. Never know. Never know. Uh, our next game, which should be a good one, Nets Celtics. Coach K, Nets or Celtics? You think it too hard? Oh no, I'm gonna say the Celtics. Celtics. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Celtics. Uh, yeah, I guess dark horse, dark horse team if you want to call it that. But um, obviously, I think they're. I think that the uh, it's gonna take some time for the uh, Nets to kind of pull everything together. I think this will be a close one, but they they might lose by the Nets will lose by like two or three. Coach, wake up, Nets or Celtics. I agree 100%. I think I think Celtics come out firing. I think I think the Nets are okay with losing this first game. Um, I think they're just going to try and see how they how their system fits and how it works. Um, but Boston, I mean, they ain't really did much but lose Gordon Hayward. Um, so they're still firing off the way that they always have been. So they can just get right back into it. So I got the Celtics, but not by much. Not by much. Coach Natty T. I actually got the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I actually have, crazy as it may sound, I think it's going to go down to be like a close game. I actually got Kyrie hitting a game winner. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep, well, I could see that. I was, I was along that philosophy because hey, I think it's just Kyrie's mentality because this is his former team. And they said, hey, they're better without you. And Kyrie's going to be like, this is his game to say, oh, really? And so I feel that he's going to have a big game. Uh, at game winner, I was going to say KD would do the get the game winner, but I could see Kyrie taking that last shot too because he's definitely capable of doing that. I see I see uh, Kyrie scoring thirty plus points in this game just to prove a point, just to prove a point, uh, and with the with the Nets slim victory. All right, uh, Mavericks versus Lakers, which should be a, which should be a great game. Uh, so, Coach, wake up. Mavs or Lakers? I got the I got the Lakers. I got Luca having a good game. I got uh, Porzingis having a good game, but I got I got AD being too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Schroeder's gonna have a good game too. Yeah, I think so too. Especially against what's projected to be the Mavericks defense, I, mm-hmm. I think Schroeder fits really good into into that. Uh, right. Coach Natty T, Mavs or Lakers? Um. Yeah, I got the Lakers. Um, I had to look at the schedule again real quick. Uh, yeah, I got the Lakers. Um, I was thinking potentially if that first game was closer, because I wasn't sure if it was a Thursday or a Tuesday when they played the Clippers, but it's a Tuesday. So, um, so yeah, I got, I got the Lakers. I think, I mean, overall, they're still the better team. Um, I, I think Luka will have a good game, but uh, I think the Lakers at home will, will prevail on that one. Coach K? Uh, man, the Lakers are going to lose. I got the Mavs. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think this is a, a good way that Luke is going to come out and um, show us what the uh, season is going to be like. Okay. So. signature game. I, I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I had the Lakers as well. I just think there's just too much. Uh, the Mavericks are, I think, uh, a player, a player and a half away from really contending against a team like the Lakers uh, in, a, in, a, in a serious way. So, But I, I think the, the Lakers mm-hmm. are the best of them uh, in this game. And there's a little bit of rest that's going to fall off of the Lakers because they looked a little rusty, especially LeBron the other day. But I think they'll be they'll be good enough. Their new pieces are going to fit in well and and uh, challenge the late uh, challenge the Mavericks defense. I think it's going to be too much for them. All right, and, and our nightcap is the Clippers Nuggets, which should be an excellent game. I love when those two teams play. Uh, so, Coach K, we'll start with you. Clippers Nuggets. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Um, I think, I think, I think, um, Kawhi is going to have a good game. I think Paul George is probably going to have like 12, 15. I think he's going to find a rhythm by the time the season really gets going, but I got them losing this one first. Okay. Coach, wake up. Uh, the Nuggets, because I don't like the Clippers. <laughs> I like that, Beverly. You don't like Pat Beverly. Don't, yeah. don't punish the whole team for Pat Beverly. Yeah, oh, I would. It's, basketball <laughs> is a team sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got, I got, uh, yeah, I got, I got the Nuggets. I got the Nuggets in all honesty. Yeah. 
Uh, I got the Nuggets as well. Um, again, the the point guard issue is a big issue going forward for the Clippers, and uh, specifically in this matchup with Jamal Murray. You know, from what you saw last year, you know he kind of, especially in the later latter half of the series, he had his way. Um, so, I, I got the Nuggets winning. Probably not more than 10, but maybe by, you know, six, eight, something like that. They'll just pull away at the end. That's what I think. Uh, I got the, the Clippers by a very slim margin. They've been hearing all offseason about how they choked a 3-1 lead. Uh, and I think they're going to take it out on the Nuggets in this game. Uh, if we were talking about a four-game series, I think I would still take the Nuggets. But for the sake of this one game, I think it's a payback game. Uh, so I got Clippers, Clippers, uh, not a blowout, the Clippers by three. Okay. So that is our, that's our Christmas lineup. And as, so as we in the show, there's going to be a lot of superlative conversations that we'll have of who's going to get the NBA awards. But the one we do want to focus on before we leave you this evening is the MVP. So coach Natty T said Luca was going to be the MVP. Is that correct? Do we have you on record for that? Mm. Yeah, that, that's my MVP. Um, again, I think uh, I think the momentum is kind of swinging that way uh, to Coach Wakeup's point. Um, you know, last year you could make the argument that he could have been the MVP just based on the team's success and how they improved and he played in all those games. Um, I think he has the media on his side. That's important. Mm -hmm. um, and also – he has the triple-double game. And <laughs> as our friends on, on ESPN and other outward, other you know, media outlets like to project, they like – it's a that's kind of the fun stat right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Luca with the triple-double. Um, and I think he has a, an exciting game, a box office game to watch. I think the picture kind of comes together for him this season. You know, obviously – barring no injuries or anything like that. But that's why I got Luca. Okay. Coach Wakeup, who's your MVP? I know, right? Uh, you know, Natty, <laughs> <laughs> Natty makes a good case for Luca, but for the sake of the show, I'm going to go with I'll go with KD. Mm. I'll go with KD. KD comes back with a vengeance. Brooklyn has a great season. And they give it back to him because America loves the comeback story. Now that makes sense to Yeah. Yeah. I can see that him garnering some votes for that. Storylines are important. So yes. very valid. Everything is wrestling. Everything. Every yep. Coach K, who's your MVP? Um... I can't go back on it now. I already said Kawhi. Uh, I think my only concern is if he tries to take games off and, and do the whole load management thing. But I think MVP is, a, is definitely something that an accolade that he would want to have. Um, and I think that this year he's going to set out to prove, prove something to us. So that's why I'm going to go with Kawhi on that one. Okay. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. For MVP. Uh, 
if you look at a team that's going to be a high seed, someone that's coming off of a championship with LeBron getting limited minutes or and or resting games, that's going to take LeBron out of the MVP conversation. Uh, and it's going to showcase Anthony Davis. And so I believe he's going to play extremely well without LeBron being on the floor. And he's going to be able to get a lot more, uh, you know, padded stats some because of that. Uh, and with, we talked about storylines. I think Anthony Davis is also a, a, a good storyline. Talk, they talked about he couldn't win. Uh, he was not going to get over the hump. He was able to do that last year. He gets some momentum and now proves that he is really a top tier player in this league. And I think just having self-confidence is going to be huge for him. Just saying, hey, hey, I got, I got the monkey off my back. I'm, I'm just going to play ball now. You know, I get to really just focus on playing ball. Uh, plus, they're going to get a lot of nationally televised games. And I think it was, it's like, you know, out of sight, out of mind for some players. And, but I think uh, L.A. getting a lot of the, the airtime. I think that's going to go into his favor as well. So I say Anthony Davis, uh, not by much. I think it's going to be between him, uh, Giannis again, and, and Luca. I think those are going to be the top three people that that we're going to look at. But AD for MVP. Uh, okay. Well, we have more predictions to come in later episodes. Uh, on behalf of the Coaches Box, we wish everyone out there happy holidays. And, you know, be safe be smart. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, so this is our last show uh, before the holidays, uh, but check us out. We have you know, an interview with Brad Johnson from the Miami Marlins as our first For the Culture segment. We're going to have several of those uh, in, in months to come. And then also we have a fantasy football special. Uh, and so you can kind of look at your fantasy football lineups and, and make some good decisions for this coming week. We're in the fantasy football playoffs and also some projections for some of the top games this weekend. Uh, so stay tuned for those. Those are our Christmas presents to you as an audience. Really appreciate your support. And we look forward to catching up with you in 2021.